I think we can make a start. Okay. Um, welcome, welcome, guys. Um, welcome to the Sound of Accra podcast live. We're joined with um, Afua Kudom, who is a careers, in, careers, in, careers consultant and a coach. Yep. At, is it, how do I pronounce it? It's a sam, samba, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, sambamba. I know the word <laughs> trips people up sometimes. So it's sambamba. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Yeah, sambamba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, we're joined with um, Afua and my, myself, Adrian from the Sound of Craft Podcast. If you guys have any questions for Afua, please drop them in the chat. So you can drop them on the LinkedIn chat or use the link that we provided. At, at the top of the, the the description on YouTube, if you're watching the YouTube, use the the use use the link that we pinned in the live chat. If you're watching on LinkedIn, use the link that we put right at the top, and you can ask us ask them um, for a question, or please leave a comment on on the on the post on the on the live chat on LinkedIn, and you'll be able to pass in your question to Afua. Let us know if you guys can hear us. Okay, I know it's an earlier stream than normal, but I'm sure we'll have enough people who can. Um, who can join on board and you know sp spend you know spend some time with us and ask and ask some questions? Okay, so now that we've cleared up the world live, which is great, <laughs> I think we can finally I think Got we can there. finally finally kick this off. So um, I can see that there are some people live with us. Um, YouTube is starting to pick up, which is great. Um, so yeah, let, let's let's start the show. You know, let's, let's start the show. So um, Afua, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very well. I had a couple of days off work this week, so I just had mm -hmm. a little bit of a break, which is nice. Been watching some of the tennis. I'm a huge okay. Wimbledon fan, so yeah, it's nice oh, yeah. To... it is that season. It yeah, exactly. Season. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. Apart from all the rain, but um, if it's the centre court, they can bring out the covers. So it's nice to be able to watch a bit of tennis as well. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, um, I've tennis is something that I don't know. I've, uh, when Wimbledon comes around, you know, I try and you know see keep up with what's going on. Mm. Um, but but it, it happens so quickly that before you know it, like the tournament's done. And yeah. It's like, oh, like you know, I'm now just getting into it and it's done. So it's something that I, I'm not a huge fan of, but I mm. like to see what's going on. And yeah, there's always something that I've wanted wanted to go and watch live. You yeah. Know, you know, usually you see like the celebrities, you know, they're sitting in there. Yeah. Sit in their corners and uh you know they've got the sunglasses on and they're being spotted and for them it's more about their brand just being at the you know being at the event rather than maybe them even enjoying tennis so yeah is it interesting absolutely one? yeah so that was uh, yesterday we got to see all the different celebrities and uh sports personalities that come along wonderful 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 yeah awesome well i'm glad to have you on board and um, we haven't done a live in a while so it's great it's great to have you on board so um before we you know um go into the the meat of the discussion uh, just tell us a bit a bit about yourself everyone yeah so first of all thank you so much for having me i've been listening to your podcast for a little while now so i've been a, a fan and a follower so it's lovely to actually be here and and be doing this conversation so just a little <laughs> bit about me my name's Efia Kodom and i am a british Ghanaian. So I was born in police hospital, actually, in cantonments in Accra. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to the UK when I was two years old and pretty much uh, grown up in the UK. You can probably hear my southeast London twang, <laughs> as I've been told so did before. You, did you say you grew up around the police area, police area in cantonments? Yeah, so police hospitals where I was hospitals, born. Yeah, yeah but I, I was so young that I can't quite not remember. Far from, not far from Morningstar where I went to school, I think. Ah, yes, I remember you went yeah, to school yeah. there. I remember you talking about yeah. it on a previous podcast. So, yeah. And obviously a very nice area. No, it always yeah, has been, right. but definitely now a very popular <laughs> part of Accra. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in southeast London and mm -hmm. I went to secondary school in southeast London. So I went to Sydenham Girls and mm -hmm. then I had a lovely sociology teacher who was really supportive and encouraging in my education. And she encouraged me at the time to apply to Cambridge University. And I was a bit unsure whether I should do it, whether I shouldn't. And I thought, let's go ahead, nothing to lose. And then I ended up, there were about five of us that applied that year. And I ended up being the only person that got in. And she told me afterwards that I was wow. the first person from my school in 10 years to get into Oxbridge. So I was very, very pleased, huge achievement. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and that's uh, what started off my career initially in education and then has brought me into coaching as well. So I work as a careers consultant, but also a personal performance and life coach. And it's pretty much just helping people to unlock their potential 
and help them to set clear goals, think of where they want to be in their lives and helping them to get there along the way through the coaching services that Sambamba provides. Yeah, great. And what did you actually do with the, what did you do? So, so you had a, so your sociology teacher encouraged you to go, go for, go, go to Oxbridge. You got in, mm. uh, you're one of the only people to get in in 10 years. That's, mm. that's, that must be like an amazing achievement that you can yeah, hold your with. And what did you do? What did you do? Um, remind me what you did at, uh, remind us what you did at uh, Cambridge University. Yeah, so I read law at Cambridge and looking back on it, actually, at the time, I was also interested in sociology. I was interested in politics, but um, I thought I'll go, go down the law route. You know what it's like with African parents <laughs> trying to, yeah. I think I mentioned to my mum that I wanted to be a sociologist and that didn't go down well. So um, <laughs> and when I was younger, she used to call me pocket lawyer. I think that's quite typical. Pocket lawyer, I always have an answer for something. So although I did law at university, I was also interested in politics and sociology and other things so I think looking back now I maybe would have done a different degree but it was definitely a good degree to do and a good degree to have and yeah. um, I did look into going into the legal sector as a practitioner so I thought about the solicitor's route and I had some work experience but after doing it I thought mm, this isn't quite a good match for me so I ended up doing a program called Teach First and at the time it was the we were the first year to do it so part of the inaugural cohort and it was a teaching program where you train to be a secondary school teacher but it was also a leadership development program so I really liked that element of it and that appealed to me to have almost the best of both worlds. Brilliant okay cool so you know you did so you did law at Cambridge which is always a, a safe bet and mm. lots of friends that did law and now they're doing something completely different whether it's marketing or working in media PR comms etc but you of course you went into teaching and uh, you really enjoyed it and um yeah and then you've kind of built some type of you know leadership career on the back of that mm. okay um so after teach first um is is that how you ended up what you're doing now yeah so it's interesting because obviously today we're talking about career pivoting and there's definitely different points in my career where i have mm -hmm. pivoted so i stayed in education for about eight nine years and even though education is great for having a really clear career path if you want to stay in it. I always thought, okay, I want to develop my skills a bit further. Let me think about what I like. Let me think about what, I, what I'm good at. Let me think about what's going well for me. But I also want to have the opportunity to develop new skills. So I ended up spending the summer holiday that year when I left teaching doing a program called National Citizen Service, which uh, supports students in year 11 so 16 year olds to do a summer program where they develop themselves personally and they do that through different activities and I was a team manager on one of those programs so as I got to know the program more and got to know the organization more I ended up going to work for them doing initially fundraising actually <laughs> which I had no experience in whatsoever. <laughs> what, was the fun, what was the fundraising for? What was the fundraising yeah for? working with the young people. So it was the programme. So it was a subsidised programme. So the, the government paid a lot and contributed a lot towards it. But it was to help us and enable the programme to uh, stay at the low price. But also they were setting up an alumni ambassadors programme. So some of the funding was going towards that ambassador programme. So I thought, right, let me try my hand at something a bit new and different. And then I ended up also doing a bit of public affairs and communications too. Okay, so was that after after you worked on that programme? Yeah, so I'd worked on it in the summer and then I was looking at my next steps. What do I want to do? And for me, the mission of an organisation is really important to me. So I like to think, okay, what are my personal values? What's really important to me within a career? And then I choose roles based on the ones that I feel align really well with my values. Okay. So it was Teach First initially, and then this mm -hmm. uh, organization, which was called okay. The Challenge, that I went on to work with. Awesome. Uh, you know, actually, I've heard of The Challenge. You know, someone, mm. like, I think I had a friend, I've got, I've got a friend that worked at The Challenge um, years ago. And okay. now he's now he's running um, a youth, like a youth, like a, like a youth center, if, if you mm. will, in, in South London. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So uh, yeah. So I can tell that you, you like to be involved with things where you can make impact and it comes with purpose as well. And yeah. what are what you, you mentioned for like values? Like you mm -hmm. like to be in roles or you like to be involved in organisations where there's 
values. It's going mm. to talk us more about your values that you believe in. Yeah, and you've already touched upon one of them, which is being able to make some kind of an impact. So that's something that's really important to me. And I know that looks different for different people, but for me, it's about making an impact both on the individual that I'm working with. So when I was teaching my students, when I was doing the NCS program, the young people going through the program, and then the alumni afterwards. So being able to make some kind of impact either on an individual or a wider community is really important to me. I think another thing that's important to me is uh, some kind of investment in somebody's future. So thinking about where they're at now, thinking about what potential they have to, to develop and grow, and really being a part of that process and investing in whatever their, their future goals or their future desires are. So that's one of the things that really led to me setting up Sambamba, which we can talk about a little bit later on. Um, I and like then, that name. I like yeah, the name it's got a nice it ring. Just always, it just always makes me want to do like a little and my friends who know me well know that I love Brazil as well. So I spent a bit of time there <laughs> doing some voluntary works, uh, six months. So. When I first launched, they were saying, oh, is it something to do with Brazil and Sambo? Is that where it came from? Is it a Portuguese word? So, yeah, yeah, you're not the only one that's thought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you come up with the name, Sambamba? And then we'll, we'll get more into the coaching, but just Yeah, 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 definitely. So I wanted a word that really described, I guess, the approach that I wanted to take in my coaching and consulting work. So Sambamba has two strands, consulting, supporting schools, and that is supporting schools with their careers work, but also supporting their students applying to Oxbridge. And then the coaching side of it is working with individuals on a one-to-one -one basis and also small group coaching. And I wanted a word that, number one, came from an African language. So I was initially thinking of maybe a word in tree, but I couldn't quite think of one. I thought a nod to my Ghanaian heritage. And then I just started looking at words that I felt encapsulated the approach that I wanted to take with my clients. So it's a Swahili word, and it means to be in line with. So mm. to kind of come alongside, to be mm. in parallel with. And I chose it because it really describes our approach at Sambamba in terms of coming alongside an individual or a group of people and just really being their cheerleader, supporting them, guiding them, working with them collaboratively to get them to where they want to be. So, so that's where it Brilliant. comes from. Brilliant. So thanks for thanks for clearing that up. I always wondered where that <laughs> sounded, sounded a bit like. I'm telling. It's not quite true. I'm trying to think like, where, where, where she's gone. I'm sure she's gone in. Maybe yeah. she's just, I don't know. Got it <laughs> That's from somewhere. Yeah, I got it from somewhere. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite catchy though. Um, so you talked about FO about you know working with working with the youth, working with the communities, um, and. How did you get into working with adults and mm. older people? Because you mentioned, you know, you like to be involved with, like you've enjoyed working with the youth, you've enjoyed working mm. with communities, you've enjoyed, you enjoy working in a position where it allows you to impact someone's future. So tell us about mm. how did you get into a position of working with adults where you can impact their future? Not Maybe not even just in your current role, but also mm. at Sam, Sam Bamba. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I have to do like a little dance. <laughs> a little jig that goes with it. I'll probably get a dance as well that goes with it. <laughs> yeah. So if I go back sometime when I was working as an education consultant, I was mm -hmm. supporting students applying to university. So I made that transition, I guess, from working with secondary school students and now beginning to work those like to work with those applying to university. And I did a leadership development program whilst I was in that role. And as part of that role, we were each assigned our own personal coach. So it was our opportunity to think about where we were at in our career, where we wanted to take our career going forward. And it was from that experience, really, that I thought, oh, actually, coaching, first of all, I didn't really know what it was, even though I'd been a mentor before and I've had people mentor me. I hadn't actually had my own personal coach. So once I had that experience, I thought, oh, this is something that Number one, I've enjoyed. Number two, I think it'll, I'll be really good at because I think it naturally taps into some of the things that I'm really good at in terms of listening and uh, my empathy skills, but also going back mm. to the values I was talking about, wanting to help people and help people unlock their potential. So I started looking into it and thought, okay, can I put it into practice in my current role or is this something that I can do as a future career? So I did some research and I went off and did some training with the coaching academy 
which oh. uh, is an organization in the UK that has been around for a very long time and just, I think, one of the main leaders when it comes to training and to be a coach. And then it was off the back of that, really. So once I had my practice clients when I was doing the training and then I went into working with adults now on a one-to-one basis through the coaching, um, but also through the work that I do as a careers consultant at a university. Okay, that's quite interesting. So you worked, so basically, so so previously, you, you know, you were given opportunity to be assigned a careers coach and mm. you enjoyed what they did. And then as a result, you went into professional training and how to do that exact same thing. And, and now you're doing that. Yeah, and it's just, exactly. It's just, that's, that's, quite, that's, that's quite a journey. And, mm. uh, and how, how, long you, how long have you been doing this for now? Yeah, so I've been doing it for about five years now, although I guess there were points in my career at different times where I was tapping into those coaching skills without even realising. So in terms of looking at somebody and, and seeing what they want to achieve and then helping them to achieve that. So in a way, I was doing it through the teaching. I was doing it through working as an education consultant. Um, so five years since the actual qualification, but definitely putting those skills into practice throughout my career. Wow. Okay, cool. So, so you've been doing it for quite some time, for five mm. years. Okay, great. Great. So maybe let's move on mm-hmm. and then let's talk about how people can actually pivot from whatever it is that they're doing maybe mm. to another career and how can they unlock their potential perhaps mm. in terms of what's inside them. Um, it seems that you've been able to, you know, like you've gone to Cambridge, you know, done law, which, which is a nice you know it's, it's a nice solid subject that you mm. can take you know you can kind of has transferable skills that you can go yeah. and take into different walks of life careers business etc and then you've gone through this transition where you've worked with people you've worked with youth you've worked with community you know and then you've worked with, with careers consultants and you've gone and you've become a careers consultant and and now you're, you're doing this coaching so maybe let's talk about how people can actually pivot how can everyone pivot how can we pivot into a career that we want from where we are now I mean, mm. this is something kind of that you've gone through yourself. So mm. maybe let's start talking about how maybe maybe let's talk about someone who maybe is, I don't know, maybe someone is a lawyer mm. and maybe they want to move into another an, another career. Actually, you know what? What When you're coaching someone, mm. what are some of the typical questions that they ask you? Or mm. what are the typical um, reasons for them wanting to book an appointment with you? What transitions typically yeah. are they wanting to make? Yeah, so it's really varied. And I think that's one of the things that I really love about coaching through Sambamba because I get to meet such interesting people and to be a part of their journey. So people will come in at different stages in their careers. So for some people, maybe they're in a start of their career, maybe they've been in it for about seven, eight years, and they feel that they're not really getting opportunities to progress in the role that they're currently in. So I had a couple of people that I've worked with in that situation. Another situation that seems quite typical is people know where they want to get to and they've got their sights set on maybe a particular role or particular position, but they've tried to get there by themselves in some way and they just haven't been able to. So they would engage services through somewhere like Sambamba coaching services to help them think, okay, what can I do differently this time? What's not quite working? How can I still manage to achieve my goals with the support of a trained professional and thinking about it from a different perspective? Another situation that um, has been quite typical in terms of the clients that I've worked with through Sambamba is people who are changing their career or pivoting in some way due to what's happening in their wider lives. So this may be people who, so typically women who maybe have come back from maternity leave or they've had some kind of career break to to raise their children. And they're now thinking about what they want their career to look like based on the changes that have taken place. So maybe their career wasn't quite working for them in terms of how much time it took up or the skills or the hours and they're thinking of um, pivoting in a slightly different way so mm. so that just gives you some examples of, of some of the clients that I've typically worked with that's an interesting one um I mean the first the first um scenario you mentioned is I think that's quite normal I mean some mm. people they want to move into a particular career or they want to get promotion or mm. they're, they're trying to get to that next step in the career or maybe the business and they just can't they, there's a blocker there 
Mm. So they want like a mentor, they want a coach to help them to achieve that, to achieve that mm. level. But then the second option that you said is quite interesting. So you said women that go on maternity leave, they want to get back into the game and mm. they and there's for whatever reason they're struggling to get into whatever they're trying to get into. Mm. Why 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 do you think that is? Yeah, and even if it's not struggling to get into what they want to get into, what feels more typical is that they don't want to go back to what they previously did before they went on maternity leave. So they may have had a role where the hours were quite long or it was quite uh, taxing and quite demanding. And now they've got young children, they don't really want to be doing those long hours or they don't want to be restricted even, they maybe want a bit more flexibility. Mm. So I think for those women, it's the, the pivot for them is usually completely different. I, I can't go back to <laughs> what I was doing. It's just not going to work with where I'm at now, my family, yeah what's important to us as a family, because one of the things that I think is really important when clients come to work with me is that they're not just thinking about the impacts that this change or this pivot is going to have on them. They're thinking yeah. about how it benefits other areas of their lives and relationships with other people. So yeah. I think when people work with me for those reasons, they, they've got that wider motivation that is making them think, right, I'm serious about this. I know I need support from a coach and I'm going to come to work with someone like you to help me to get there because this is a huge priority right now. Okay, great, awesome. So so it sounds to me that women usually, like it's the main thing is the flexibility and trying to stay in touch with motherhood and being able to find a role that ticks all those boxes. So they yeah, need someone definitely. to kind of like give them some guidance in terms of how they can kind of work and maintain everything that they've got going on because it's quite... It's quite a handful being a mother and then trying to, you know, be professional and work mm. and, you know, manage all the emotions and the life challenges that come with it. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Um, I just want to use this as an opportunity, guys. If any of you have questions, please do get them in at the moment. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, drop them in the live chat or there's a link pinned on the live chat. You can you can come and join us in the virtual studio and, and, and ask a question in the chat. If you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, please drop um, a question on the on the chat. And we'll be happy to ask Afua as we are now moving officially into the the, the, the Q and A session. Um, but we will keep the discussion going if there are no questions. But we do have some comments and questions on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. first of all, Samuel Metzer from uh, um, CEO of GHS Smart News um, um, got my wireless earbuds on. I can hear you well. Thank you for that comment, Samuel. Excellent. And then we have Kesiwa Neblet says on LinkedIn says. Was it always your goal to make it an international consultancy before? Mm. So a lot of my clients that I work with at Sambamba, when we're doing the coaching programs, we I have done in-person coaching and I'm still able to provide in-person coaching. But one of the benefits, I guess, of the last few years, as there's been an increase in doing things online, things like this, um, and working virtually, is that it means that it opens up the work that I do to a, a wider international audience. And that's really important to me for different reasons. So being someone who is British Ghanaian and having, you know, different cultural experiences, it's really nice for me personally to work with people from different countries. And yeah, yeah definitely. I like to see myself as a global citizen and it just makes it interesting <laughs> in terms of the people that you get to meet. I mentioned that I lived in Brazil for six months and I've been there a few times. So yeah, I, I like to see myself yeah. as global and international <laughs> and love having global international clients brilliant i love it i mean since covid i think everyone has realized that you know the marketplace is global mm. and the internet can open opportunities that you never would have thought was possible yeah. and you know we were really opened you know to the opportunities that the internet has you know during the pandemic in the lockdown um tell us do you have any clients uh, tell us do you have clients from outside of the uk like what, what kind of countries Mm. Yeah, so the clients that I've worked with internationally have mainly been, I've had a few clients uh, that I've worked with from Asia, so mm -hmm. from the UAE, um, and I've also worked with clients from India as well, actually, um, and I've also had a few clients that have Ghanaian heritage, and they may not necessarily live in Ghana all the time, but they move maybe between Ghana and the UK or Ghana and the US, but yeah. I'm open to working with people from all over the world that's brilliant and i'm just very curious the the clients so it seems that you you're attracting you mentioned india and uae mm. and the thing that those two places have in common is that 
they're kind of more Asia, Far East territory. Mm. How the, um, what what would you say is um attracting um cli- clients from those kind of regions in the world mm. t- to you? Mm. Yeah. So if I take each of those two examples uh, separately, so with the UAE, it's a place where we know we know about their development over the last fifty or so years. It's still a relatively young country, but it is a place where people from all over the world go and live and set up careers for various different reasons. So I think sometimes they want to be able to tap into, especially if their country of origin is maybe in the UK, but they're thinking of moving abroad, they want to be able to tap into that expertise. But they also know that it's quite a common thing that people are are making that transition, making that change, and they want to be able to do that as effectively as possible. And actually, I did look into a a role in the UAE in the past. It was with the Ministry of Education. It ended up falling through for various reasons, but it is a market that I have looked into myself at one of my previous uh, stages with my pivot. So I managed to get a few links and contacts then. Um, Some of them were from the teaching world. So for example, I worked with a client and one of the issues that she, or issues or things that she wanted to focus on was relocating from the UK to the UAE because it was important to her family. So I think that's where that connection comes in. And then in terms of India, I've worked with students from India through my role as an education consultant and then also okay. as a careers consultant. So I think that's where that, that link came in as well. And then came in. Great. Cool. So you've been building relationships with, with people in, in those regions as well, from those mm. parts of the world. And that's kind of helped to open the door for you know, working with clients, you know, from those areas as well. And then also they kind of see and respect what you're doing and, you know, they want a different perspective on how to do things. And Mm. as a result, they reach out to me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to check if we have any more questions that's come through. So we have a question from the van van 6 Of course, I don't know what your real name is. <laughs> this is. So this is a question from YouTube. Once again, if you're watching on YouTube, LinkedIn, or if you're on the virtual studio please ask us a question ask a a question rather on the link that should be on top of the description but you get your questions in guys we are in questions mode if you want to learn how to pivot your current career maybe you got maybe you're in a current career and you want to move to a different job maybe you want a promotion maybe you want to move into business whatever it is um or maybe you want to know how to maybe unlock your potential i think we'll talk a little bit more mm. about shortly afua mm. please get your questions into afua on the live chat or on linkedin or in a live studio if you've joined us in the studio. There should be a link wherever you're watching this, this stream on. All right, so the Van Van 6 says, what has been the most rewarding client relationship that you've had? That's a good question. Oh, that is a good mm. question. It's also a difficult mm. question <laughs> <laughs> because I love all my clients in different ways. And um, actually, that's a really good uh, important point, and I'll make this point before maybe giving an example. So when you're doing something like coaching you've got to that stage where you've made the decision that you're going to work with somebody professionally it's a very personal intimate relationship that you build with your coach you're going to be talking to them about things that are maybe quite personal and private because we have to explore those things to get you to where you want to be so Anyone that I work with through any of my programs at Sambamba, I've already taken the time to have a call with them beforehand, make sure that the energies are aligned and that that's going to work in terms of us working together and that I can support them in whatever they want to achieve. So I am very biased that I love all of my clients because I've taken the time to get to know them before and then throughout the coaching process and many of them I stay in touch with afterwards as well. But if I think of maybe a client that I've, let me think, there's a couple of examples coming to mind. Okay, I'll use this example. So somebody that I worked with, and going back to the point that I made about somebody that was getting back into, I guess, building their career after spending a bit of time raising family. So when they first came, they, so before having children, they had a career within the creative arts and the music industry and then shifted their career slightly and then had kids and a family and then wanted to think about what their next steps were and we worked a lot on okay well what is it that you enjoyed about your previous careers and what's important to you now in relation to what your career wants to what you want your career to look like and what would you like to do but I think 
a lot of women who have been out of work for a long time, especially if it has been to raise a family, it can be really difficult to get back into work mode because mentally you've had different priorities, you're focused on different things. So there was a lot that I did with this client in relation to just tackling mindsets and maybe some of the fears that they had about coming back into the labour market. Also some maybe confidence issues that they had as well. So we worked a lot on that. And it started off with one role that they got. And then I've seen them just go from strength to strength in relation to what they're doing now, doing all sorts of things. So they're Mm. in the media, working on huge campaigns and projects, but also I know what impacts that has had on their family as well. So that's a client that I guess sticks in my mind. Wow. Yeah, like I said, all of them I love working with. It's amazing. So the support you're giving to your particular client has trickled down to the family. And as a Mm. result, it's just helped change the whole trajectory of that person's Mm. livelihood and their family's livelihood. Yeah, exactly. That's really, really powerful. Mm. And then what I was going to say is regards to you in terms of like what like your ideal client relationship looks like it's i guess it's someone that ticks all your boxes and kind of like you know that's in line with your values and the type of client that you're going to work with and kind of gives the right energy has the right you know mindset and you know and 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 has the right intentions in terms of you know how what they're looking to to get with you know working working with you awesome And I was just going to say the thing that's really important with coaching is it's not the same as a mentoring relationship where maybe you're saying, okay, you guide me based on what you've already done. There is an element of that. Your previous experiences are important, especially the professional training that you've done. But coaching is really about helping that individual to unlock that potential. So you have to come to it with a mindset that, yeah, I'm ready to commit my time, my energy, my efforts, and I'm going to give all it takes really to get to where I want to be. And sometimes that is going to be a little bit challenging. I'm going to prod you and poke you a little bit, but it's because I know that once we unlock that potential and you start taking action towards meeting your goals, I know the difference it's going to make to you and the impact that it's going to have. So I think it's more about mindset rather than a client in a particular sector or a particular industry. It's more about their attitude that they're coming with a willingness to commit to the process so that they can get the most out of it. Because I know that when they do, yeah, the results are limitless. Yeah. I think what you said is really important that the willingness, because, you know, let's say somebody wants to achieve a beach body, you know, it's mm. summertime, people want to not go, <laughs> they want to go on holiday, they want to have the Instagram body, whatever it is. And then they want it, but they don't want to put the work into it. They do it, but they don't want to put the work into it. I'm willing to put the work into it because I know yeah. if I, I visualise my mind, what I want mm. to look like, I want to put the work in so I can look like that. So mm. I think what you said is really, really important. If you're not willing to, you know, to get the results, but you think it's a cheap, curly appeal, mm. you can just swallow and get it, then it's not for you. You have to mm. put the work in. So I love when you said you've got to be willing. Mm. Some people, they want, they, want the, they want what they may see that some, somebody has, but they're not willing to put in the work that would get them to that specific place or that mm. particular goal. Mm. Um, so I think it's really, really important. Yeah, but one of the things that I would say, actually, through the coaching programme, we do look at things like mindset or we look at things that are blockers at the moment. So even if they come with that willingness and then they learn the reality of what it takes to maybe get to where they want to be, through our coaching program, we will work with them to say, okay, I really noticed that there's a bit of a block here or there's something that's holding you back. And we will work with those, work through those things mm-hmm. to help them. So yes, there's a lot of action involved and it is very practical, but I also love the fact that it deals with mindset and attitudes and things that can be blockers for you. So for example, when I did my coaching training, one of the modules that we looked at is values and beliefs. So looking at turning um, maybe negative limiting beliefs into transformative beliefs. So I just love the fact that coaching is a holistic program. And that's one of the reasons why I love, I love being able to coach people because even when they've achieved their goal, there's so many things that they're going to learn through the process that is going to have an impact on other areas of their lives, how they think, how they approach things and what they're like going forward. Mm, mm. 
because what you said is really important because it's like it's changing their entire mindset in terms of mm. not even not, not only achieving that particular goal but also it's something that can stick with them for life it's just how they approach life you know mm. in different ways and different challenges that they face mm. exactly very very, very key. yeah and one of the reasons why i went into coaching is because it, i think the program that i did was about a year but the actual coaching sessions took place over a period of i think it was about eight or nine months and didn't even have really regular sessions so during that period of time maybe i had five or six sessions but I was so surprised by the impact that the actions that I took had. So I think what's really important with coaching is that I know it feels a bit of a bit of an exaggeration, but it is literally life changing. It is transformative because you're able to see what you're able to achieve. And then that motivates you. So I know that since I started training as a coach, I do a lot of self-coaching. I'm still willing to work with other people professionally, but I do a lot of self-coaching. And it's just meant that in other areas of my life, I'm able to apply those principles and that mindset of being goal orientated, breaking it down into achievable steps, taking the actions. OK, let's move on to the next thing. So it, it's because it's had an impact on me. That's the reason why I really love being able to do it professionally as well. Hopefully I'm living proof. <laughs> <laughs> because you've, you've you've realized what it's done for you. So you want other people to experience that same impact yeah exactly you know, that you hit that you went through mm. awesome um well I'm, I'm enjoying the session so far guys please keep your get keys please keep your questions coming in if you're watching on facebook linkedin or youtube drop the message any questions you have for a four so far drop the questions in the chat we do have a good maybe 15 minutes probably 10 15 minutes or so to go so please get your questions in if you have any questions that's in the tip of your tongue or use the link that we've provided to ask the question in the live chat um in the live studio sorry let's have a look and see what we have so we have another question from the van van our favorite mm -hmm. person i was gonna say yeah um, good engagement um, he or she asks what's the secret to a successful pivot mm. Mm, good question mm. so i like to break it down into stages and this applies to somebody that's trying to pivot or someone that's trying to progress in some way whether it's in their career or their life and each of these stages, when you do a coaching program with me through Sambamba, each of these stages will be addressed. So the first stage is what I call knowing your why. So earlier we were talking about my personal values and things that have motivated me to pivot at different points in my career. And at each stage, I've had to think about what my why was. So thinking about what's motivating me for this specific change. Um, what are the benefits of making this pivot in some way? So knowing your why is the first stage that I always look at with the client. And then the second stage is being clear on your what. And this is all about being able to set smart goals because people may come to me and some, like I said, some of them may know definitely a particular point or position that they want to get to. But some people also come to me because they just think, OK, right now I'm not liking where I'm at in my career. I'm not satisfied. Maybe I want a higher salary, whatever the issue is. So being able to set really clear goals is what's going to help you to be able to pivot or progress effectively. And then the third stage is what I call being strategic with your how. And this is one of the bits that I love the most about coaching and one of the things that, <laughs> oh no, that's okay, one of the things that I work with my clients on, which is uh, just making sure that you are being as creative as possible, exploring all the different ways in which you can get to where you want to be. And this is what helps with you then being able to take action. And then the last stage is what I call staying future focused. So it's all about knowing the direction of travel that you're going in, knowing what your trajectory is. And that is what's also going to help you to persevere and to just keep on making those steps and taking those actions. Wow. That's a, that's a really good roadmap out, you know, that, that you've just outlined, you know, nice little basic roadmap. I hope that helps the van van. I hope that really helps you. So what I got from that is it's the how, like Simon Sinek, the how, mm. I mean, the why, sorry, like Simon Sinek, mm. the why, the how, the when, and then the, the future, and then focusing on the future. Future focus, so yeah. Exactly. The future focus, those are the four main things I took away from that. Very, very, mm. very interesting. So is this like a, this is like a high level basic kind of like outline in terms of the secret to a successful pivot for anybody and anything in life or is this 
maybe just for like careers or is this for a specific type of area? Yeah, so those stages I apply to all of the coaching work that I do. So whether it's the Pivot and Progress program that um, I do, which I can talk about a little bit later on, or whether it's the one-to-one coaching and their focus, Mm -hmm. maybe not on careers, but something to do with a life goal, so life coaching. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it can definitely apply to to any stage, life, career, health, anything. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, so we've talked, talked about pivoting, talked about you know what what you do and what you've been up to. Um, let's talk a little bit about un- unleashing potential. So, mm. do you have any tips for those that maybe want to maybe unlock their potential? Maybe high level mm. tip pointers mm. for those who want to unlock their potential, and then maybe we could um, talk about maybe if there's any basic resources, whether it's books or videos or talks mm. that you might want to pointing people to and yeah. then we can maybe dive into your services and mm. you know, a bit more detail on your services and how people can reach you mm. yeah and yeah that's a really good question in terms of unlocking potential because the first thing that you need to do is almost realize what your potential is and sometimes <laughs> people may be aware of that because they may be quite self-aware or maybe they've worked in a place where they've done different courses or had different training programs or when they have their feedback with their manager, they comment in on what they do well and and what their strengths are. But so many people are not actually aware of what their strengths are, what their skills are and what they're capable of achieving if they are given the right tools to be able to get there. So the first stage is always about starting with, I guess, that whole piece around what people know already to be their strengths and skills. And if they're not too sure, what I'll do in a coaching program is spend a little bit of time just trying to think about, okay, what previous experiences have you had? The roles that you've done before, what kind of skills were necessary? How did you build on those skills? So the first thing is helping people to realize what they're already good at and what their their skills and strengths are. And actually I'll make the difference between what a skill is and what a strength is. So when you're thinking of your strengths, these are things that you're naturally very good at. They come to you quite easily. You don't usually have to think that much about doing it. Whereas with a skill, it's something that you can develop. It's something that you can build. And it's something that uh, can be honed in some way with maybe some external support. So I think when somebody is looking to unlock their potential, the first thing they need to know is what their skills and strengths are. And then... Another stage that's really important is helping them, going back to, I think, something that you said earlier, visualise where they can get to in the future or how they can put those skills and strengths into practice to be able to be so much better than where they're at now. And what that looks like will vary for different people. So what progression looks like to me may be different to what progression looks like for you. So it's helping that person to think, okay, if there were limitless opportunities, where would you want to get to? And then that's what we start looking at and start working on and putting some of those different stages that I mentioned earlier into practice. That's an interesting question. Like if there was limitless opportunities, you know, mm. you know, what, you know, what would that, you know, what, how would you kind of like apply yourself or mm. what would that look like for you in terms of maybe career, business, whatever? Very mm. interesting because I think that kind of question would really help to maybe understand what that person wants to achieve. Mm. And then maybe you can direct them based on you know the, the opportunities, mm. maybe the skill sets that they have, the strengths that they have at their mm. disposal, and just work with them to achieve that. Potential. Yeah, and another thing that I think is really powerful about coaching, and one of the reasons why I got into it, is that it is very much directed by the individual client that I'm working with. So sometimes they may not even realise what they're capable of achieving, and it's my role as their coach to ask them specific questions. I've got a whole toolbox of different questions I can ask and different techniques, but actually it starts with listening, being a really good listener as a coach. And it also starts with understanding their situation and then asking questions that are gonna be the most powerful for them. So some of them may be standard kind of questions that coaches use and other questions will come off the back of the conversations that we are having. And what I think is then powerful is that they're the ones that drive that success they're the ones that drive them being able to achieve their goals it's not me telling them what to do while saying okay try this try that and that's where the power comes that they've been able to achieve it 
sometimes even without realizing that it's something that they could do just through working with a coach. So that's one of the things I really love. So it's, it's, more, it's not more about you implanting certain skills into their, into their lives. It's more about you um, directing whatever, directing what or channeling, helping them to channel or directing what's already within them. Yes, exactly, which they may not realise. I and mean, it's my role as their coach to help them unlock that. And that's where I guess the, the I was going to say the gold at the end. I'm always really bad with these sayings. <laughs> the gold at the end of the rainbow, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> the gold at the end of the rainbow. I love that. I love that saying. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So let's have a look. If you have any more questions, guys, please get them in as we start to enter the final part of this conversation. Um, Seems that there's no questions at the moment on LinkedIn and uh, YouTube. Um, Facebook, let's have a look. Do we have anything on Facebook? Do we have anything let's, let's keep it moving. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about, um, what was I going to say? So, so we've talked about potential, I believe. We've talked about pivot. Um, let's, let's talk about, actually, I think we'll end with basics, basic resources that people can maybe have a look at but let's talk about your services i know we talked about a little bit at the beginning so let's talk about you know what services you offer at san bamba consulting was a san bamba coaching and let's Mm -hmm. talk about um how people can kind of like get in touch and what Mm -hmm. can work with you yeah definitely so the services are split into two different categories so on one side you've got the consulting work that I do with schools so that is helping their students at any stage mainly secondary schools so 11 to 18 helping their students make more informed career decisions just because the career scene within schools within in the UK has been quite patchy and even though there's been more of a focus on it recently through something called the Gatsby benchmarks a lot of schools really struggle in terms of providing their students with the careers provision that will help them to fulfill their potential and make informed career decisions so part of the work that I do consulting work with schools is is working with them in that way and then the other bit of consulting work that I do with schools like I mentioned is using my experience of going to Cambridge and then working as an education consultant supporting students getting into Oxbridge to help their high achieving students to increase their chances of success when they go through the process and there's different stages and ways in which I do that and uh, I'm happy to direct people to the website if they want to know more about that side and then on the coaching side I work with people in two different ways at the moment although I'm sure there'll be room for expansion going forward (laughs) so one way is through one-to-one coaching and that's usually a minimum of six sessions that takes place over a period of a minimum of three months and the reason for having those minimums is because if you want to see the results that you're trying to achieve It's not going to be just a one-off thing. It is advised that you have some kind of a program where you're regularly checking in with your coach and it is something that you're being kept accountable to, but also you've got time to implement the the actions that you talk about with your coach. So that's one-to-one coaching services and that can be careers focused, but it can be a lot wider as well. So this is the, the life coaching if people want to focus on other areas. And then the new thing, which I'm really excited about, is a program called Pivot and Progress. And it's a careers uh, focus. <laughs> and it's mainly for women. And reason being is that, as I've mentioned, I've, I've worked a lot through my coaching work with women. The other program, open to everybody, but this program is for women. And it's small group coaching as well as one-to-one coaching. It takes place over a period of five months, so launching in October and will run until next March and they will have the opportunity I guess to get some kind of a sisterhood uh, support group going so as well as benefiting from my one-to-one coaching services when I've done small group coaching I know that people have really benefited from coming together with like-minded people who are on a similar journey to them so I just want to recreate that based on what has worked with some of the uh, small group coaching that I've done previously and that is for people who are at the stage as I mentioned earlier that they're really ready to make that change make that shift 
They're going after what they want in their career. You know, we work hard. We spend about a third of our, our week at work. We spend a lot of time there. You want to make sure that you're doing something that you enjoy, something that you're good at, something that you're going to get rewarded for in whatever way that looks positive for you. And this program is really an opportunity to help more people to achieve that based on the success that I've had with previous clients. Awesome! Wow, that's that, that's a handful. So we got so we got the the, the careers the, the career side where you're helping people to you know maybe get the career that they want or to direct them on the path of the career that, that that's best for them. Mm-hmm. And you got the one-on-one coaching, the group coaching, and now you've got the the sisterhood, the the, <laughs> the program for the for the females out there. Of course, I'm sure you know. I'm sure, of course, lots of these things are important. Um, for, for the women as well the women need these, this stuff as well which is great so you're doing a lot you're busy busy woman you're doing a lot and i'm sure october is going to be rocking for you i hope that does go well okay, um you. we have some more questions that have come in okay um so we've got some questions in the virtual studio so acosia thanks for jumping in to the studio and asking the question we also have another question on youtube from deborah deborah if you're still online watching thank you we're going to take Deborah's question quickly because I think she's been waiting for quite some time. Okay. She says, do you have any words of wisdom that you follow in life? Mm, words of wisdom. So I do a lot of affirmation work and say a lot of affirmations as part of my morning routine or when I'm trying to achieve particular things. But I think the main thing that I've learned through having been coached and then through my my coaching services and and being a coach for the last five years is just go after what you really want go after it life is so short and um I remember (laughs) when we were younger a bit of exposure here but I remember when we were younger there was a situation where my sister was eating something and she couldn't finish it and she said okay I'll just save it to the next day and my mom speaks tree to us and she said this phrase which is so I'm sorry which means what about if you don't wake up tomorrow (laughs) I remember my sister being so mortified that my mom had said this but I guess that principle holds true you just don't know what tomorrow holds so not in a kind of negative way but more do you know what the time is now I'm going to go after what I really want and just manifest the success that you deserve it's true it's true i mean imagine if you were told that you may not you know that there may not be another day and you know, how motivated really you can be to get the most out of yeah. that day yeah you know, in terms of what you want to do in life so very 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 important it's a very good question deborah thanks for asking thank you and then we turn our attention to Acosia, who says what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into coaching very good question mm, really good question ask, even i don't <laughs> ask that very good question. Yeah, definitely a good question. And actually, um, one of my previous clients had had such a positive experience that it's something that she asked me afterwards, you know, I'm thinking of, even if it's not going off to be a coach herself, how can I implement coaching into my work? And it is becoming um, more and more popular. So I would say definitely look into coach training and coaching programs, because like I was saying, it's such a personal thing that you're working with somebody on that you want to make sure that you've had some training. That's my view. I know some people just jump into it and just call themselves a coach, but I actually think it's really important to do the training. So as well as the initial training that I did, I'm actually just now finishing off a postgraduate diploma at the University of Warwick, which is looking at careers education and guidance. So as well as the initial coaching, I make sure that I continue to stay up to date with training and, and techniques, etc. So definitely do your research, definitely do some kind of training program and think of one that is a good fit with what you want to get out of it or what stage that you're currently at and how you may want to use it going forward. Brilliant. It's fantastic advice. Um, well, thanks for your question, Akosria and Deborah. Fantastic questions from the Thank ladies. You. A little bit of girl power in here. <laughs> whatever you want me to call it um yeah and i think um, i mean let's let's start to kind of like bring this to a close so let's talk about finally any basic resources that you would point people to in terms of those that maybe want to get into coaching or mm-hmm. those that maybe want to learn in terms of how they can pivot and progress in their lives and in their careers as well Mm, yeah so for those that want to get into coaching i would recommend the coaching academy there's so many people who are really experienced coaches now. And when I listen to a lot of their stories, especially if they're from the UK, you can do online courses. So you don't actually have to be from the UK, but a lot of them started with doing some kind of training at the Coaching Academy. So look into their programs. And I think 
they also do kind of like taster sessions or short courses rather than doing an actual diploma or program like I did. So that's something to definitely look into. But even if you just Google kind of like coach training programs, if you're not based in the UK and you're thinking of international ones, there's something called the International Coaching Federation. There's, there's quite a few global ones as well. But I definitely recommend some kind of training. Um, and then the second one, you were asking about resources. Yeah. So, what, I mean, what basic resources would you point people to? Not, of course, you've talked about now those who want to get into coaching. I think mm. you mentioned the International Coaching Federation. Maybe they mm. can look that up and go from there. But I guess now for those that maybe want to pivot in their careers or pivot in their lives or help to unleash the potential of, mm. you know, that they have, maybe what 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 resources would you recommend? Maybe it could mm. be a book, could be a TED talk, could be a video on YouTube, or mm. maybe it could be someone to listen to, maybe a podcast, yeah. you know. Um, okay. no, not saying listen to me, but to <laughs> other people. Um, you know, what anything that comes to mind, you know, you're more than welcome yeah. to uh, like, put it out there. Yeah, I would say if you do have access to LinkedIn Learning, I know with some workplaces, you may have access to LinkedIn Learning for free. And it's such a good platform. It's got so many resources um, where you can just learn so many different things, programs of different lengths, of different levels. And I'm sure they've got a bit on there about how to pivot successfully, how to progress, those kind of similar themes. So LinkedIn, I think, is a great place. And if you don't have access or if you can't afford uh, to get access, because I know there is a monthly fee, just follow in people online. I'm happy for people to follow me <laughs> on my LinkedIn profiles, but just follow in people online, follow in professional coaches so that you get their content, I think is really helpful. And things like TEDx Talks um, as well have some great material. So I'll definitely recommend that. Excellent, excellent. Brilliant advice, Efua. Um, brilliant, brilliant advice. Um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Learning is a good place. I think for those who haven't tried that LinkedIn Learning yet, that are on LinkedIn, um, they do offer free trials so people can mm -hmm. try that out as well. And yeah. I believe there are selective courses on LinkedIn Learning, even if you don't have a premium, premium subscription that you can actually get access to. So have a look on there and see what you can get. And of course, TEDx Talks is great. They're on YouTube, they're on podcast platforms. So great, great, great resources to point people to FOS. So thank you very much for that. Excellent. No worries. Brilliant. 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 So we have reached the hour mark. Um, I'm going to ask you, FOS, please. I know we have all of the links in the description of whether you're watching on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. You have all the links in the description where you guys can connect to um Afua on uh on instagram on, on our website and i think on linkedin as well i think those yeah. three resources should be in there but Afua, if you want to just mention you know remind everyone again what you have what you have coming up you know quickly how people can work with you again and how people can reach out to you and follow you yeah, definitely. So you can take a look at my website, which is sambamba.co.uk. And as Adrian said, the link is there. So think of Samba, first of all, and then it turns into Sambamba. <laughs> Do a little dance. <laughs> so sambamba.co.uk, take a look at the services and you can contact me directly. So you can fill in a contact form, tell me a bit more information about which service you're interested in why you would like to work with me, how we can work together and we'll take it from there. Or you can book in a Calendly call with me. So just look at a 30 minute slot when I'm available and let's have a chat, have a conversation and um, would love to work with you and support you in that way. And then on the Pivot and Progress program, it's a limited program in terms of the spaces. So at the moment, I've got a wait list and the price is a, an, a special introductory price. It will it will go up in future. <laughs> so if you're interested in that program, I will be um, getting people to join the wait list and then more information will be sent out about more detail about the program. There will be an application form and a call. Like I was saying, it's important that we know that we're a good match as well as you being good to be in, in the group too. So mm -hmm. don't delay. Sign up now, join the wait list, and uh, yeah, take it from there. Take the first step and then see what we can achieve together. And I think really and truly, I think that's a good point you just mentioned. That really and truly, I think that kind of sums up today's conversation is take the first step. Mm. You know, just, just take that first step mm. you know, to, to your pivot, 
or to the, the progress that you want to make in your life, your career, your business, whatever it is, and then you know, then take another step, and then another step, another step. If you're not taking steps and mm. you're just visualizing things and you just want things, it's not mm. going to happen unless you take the action. So yeah. I think taking action and taking the first step I think are really important takeaways. Yeah, um, and I I always say something is always better than nothing. Even if it's something really small, you'll be surprised at the impact that it can have. Yeah, it's a snowball effect, isn't it, at the end of the day? You want to have this snowball effect. Um, so, yeah, guys, you heard from F1. You know, don't delay, pay. Don't delay, pay. <laughs> and turn up to a program if, if that's the case, you know. Um, so, yeah, F4 has been great having you on. Uh, thanks for Thank taking you. an hour from your Sunday afternoon to, to join with us on the Sound of a Crowd podcast. And, uh, yeah, um, thanks for all of you who have tuned in to listen to us. Um, we should have some more episodes from the live Q&A series coming up this summer. So look out for them. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're, if you're watching on LinkedIn, please follow. Please reshare. Please leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of this. And, uh, yeah, please get in touch, more importantly, with a full web of our programs. Follow us on social media. We have all of the links in the description, the Instagram, the LinkedIn. And, you know, keep up to date with what F4 is doing. Follow on LinkedIn as well. See what she's up to. You know, um, I think she's got some exciting things coming, you know, towards Q4. So look out for yeah. that, guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. We're heading thank off. You. If there's no more questions, we are off. We're done. Go and enjoy your Sunday. And, you know, <laughs> Um, if you're watching the podcast, you know, continue to enjoy season five as it's being rolled out and we'll see you soon. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me and thank you for joining. I've really enjoyed it. No problem. <laughs> okay. Right.